0: The pandemic trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To so join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and look all things geek. To so grab your long sword and your plus one bottle of Viagra and get ready for another episode of Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. That's a lot of syllables for one sentence.
1: Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Role Playing Gamers Podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today. Uh, we've got Pella and, and, and Johan from Mark Borg uh, here with us. So, uh, happy to have you. But uh, I'm Nathan. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts, and I've also got with me.
2: Oh, Man. you're waiting for okay,
1: are they, are they, are they Matt. <laughs> we, we do this, this every single time. You, you think this would actually go off without of a hitch, right? <laughs> every single time, I'm like, Matt, <laughs> um, and I may or may not edit this out because I think it's kind of funny, but but uh, yeah, we're we're not professionals here. Um, so yeah, uh, we wanted to have you on here because uh, one, I am a a, uh, a big fan of this. This is uh, like uh, Matt and I both grew up in the uh, Satanic Panic. Uh, Aaron and um, this is like everything uh, my ne- next door neighbor was worried about and it just makes me so happy uh, that, that, that this is a, like an actual product and that people are like buying it and, and
3: into it it's uh, we've actually heard that the, the game being um, described that way before and I really I'm really happy to hear that I uh, was very happy to be here on the podcast
1: Thank mm. you so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, could, you guys could take a second and introduce yourselves and your, your role and what what part you did, uh, took part in, in creating this wonderful product.
2: <laughs>
1: so Pella, you want to start?
2: Yeah, I can start. I think uh, uh, I started the book as well. So that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm the writer of Markborg, and it started with some uh, few pages of a Rules and, and classes. That's how it started out. So, uh, yeah, I'm the writing guy, and i that's the only thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah. not, only the writing.
2: And
3: I do, uh, I'm Johan. And <clears throat> I don't want to say I do everything else, but that sounds a bit uh, <laughs> like <laughs> I can do too much. Now I do the art, graphic design.
1: And I have to say, the what a pair because uh, I think the, the combination of the of the writing yard it really evokes like you' you've, you've picked a flavor and you can look at it in like two seconds and you know exactly what it is and you open it up and, and read it and exact, it's exactly what you thought it was from, from looking at the graphics <laughs> so yeah, um,
3: yeah uh, I think we we picked a direction and we just kept going like we <clears throat> went all in on it. We weren't really afraid of exaggerating and being a bit silly,
1: you <laughs> yeah, know. So, I guess my my first question. So, uh, I I can see this, this the Stockholm cartel being thrown around, and, and like I know you're not. I know Free League is just a publisher, but this Stockholm cartel is is the beast that you guys are, are part of. Can, can you explain what that is to me? Because I don't really know.
3: It's kind of complicated because body uh, is really a, a, a combination. It's a collaboration between Stockholm Cartel, with me from Stockholm Cartel, okay. and then Pelle of Occult Mastery Games. Uh, uh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I did see I'm that.
2: A, I'm not a part of the cartel. Everyone thinks I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, also the free league guys thought I was part of it, but yeah, they, they don't know <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm not. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of cool now that I'm not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's be- yeah, it's becoming a thing. But yeah. so, <laughs> no, but
3: Stockholm cartel. is really. It, I think it started as a group of friends with like similar interests. You know, we we enjoy games and music and whatever. And then eventually we started like arranging uh, drop-in role-playing games at conventions, and we started making like supplements for games. And this was Mark Boy, was the first like proper game, I think, that we made. No, hang on. It was uh, Barkeksan that we made as well, the Swedish horror game. That was also a collaboration with the West your Palace game that we made uh, that I was involved in. So, and now we were starting to do more and more, so
0: yeah. So, how did you guys? So, if you're not part of the, 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 the how did you guys hook up? How did this collaboration mm-hmm. begin? You
3: posted um, a picture on your like Facebook page. Apparently. Yeah, it, something
2: like that. And uh, you were part of that group and uh, you, you said that uh, this looks cool and, you know, I can make some illustrations and layout for this. Mm-hmm. This was my okay. example. Yeah, the, the the horror game. It's only in Swedish right now, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's how it started. In and it uh, that book was very, you know, frictionless, and it was very, we collaborated really good together, and and, yeah. uh, and we were working very fast as well. And I think we enjoyed that very much, yeah. and it was that's how it started, how we got to know each other. The yeah. first time I think the first time we we met was, well, uh, it was uh, right before we signed the deal with Free League, maybe yeah. the meeting before before yeah, that pretty signing. Much
3: yeah, with with uh, with Mark and I think the, pr- the most of the game was done and the book was done by then. Yeah. But the by was what was that? Two thousand eighteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah
2: 17, it was, 18? It it was published in seventeen. 2018, yes,
0: yeah. 1759. <laughs> <laughs> did,
2: did Free League
0: publish that one, or did you publish that through no other? No,
2: it's a print-on-demand book. With, with and uh, but uh, yeah, lots of people who want us to translate it proper, and, and uh, do a proper printing. Maybe maybe later. It's... Maybe
3: one day. But that's the, the, there was also like the idea with Monique Boy initially to do a similar thing, just a small scene, basically, you know. We didn't know about itch at the time, but basically put it up there. But then someone got the stupid idea of uh, asking freely if they wanted to publish it, and so they wanted to.
0: So here we are. So that, that was a follow-on question. So like, it's a great book, but it's unconventional. So how was the pitch to Free League? Like. Were they were they excited? Was this something different? Like again, like well, how did they react to this? Uh, this how how did it go?
3: I don't remember really. We we sent them an email with because we had we had announced it in like sort of small circles in Sweden, just in on Facebook groups and or whatever, and have had gotten some positive response there. And I think we basically sent the same thing to Free League and said, uh, so we're doing this. It's going to be a bit different. Uh, do you want to publish it uh, for us? Because they used to have, this was before, like we used to have a sub-brand called Spindelkåningen Publishing, uh, I think, which was basically the same thing as Free League uh, Workshop is now. But they like mm. helped indie um, the publishers or developers published their games. But they scrapped that project or they that sub-brand. And we basically asked them, hey, maybe you can do that thing again that you used to do. But for this, you know, pick that up again. And I think they actually, um, they had to, like, p- uh, figure something out in terms of, like, a s- sub-label for body. So I think, I don't know, I'm not, we, we shouldn't take credit for a free-league workshop, but I think uh, it... it It was launched conveniently, uh, you know, right after *But Boy* was
2: released.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we've talked about the workshop before. We think it's a great opportunity for individuals and other people to create. So I I applaud Free League for that. And if you guys had anything to do with that, I don't know. Pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, along that note,
1: what, what, what I did notice is that it seems like, like in all the like the Morkborg Facebook groups and whatnot there are a ton of people like doing their own zines and other supplements and, and kind of add ons for, for more bargain. I, I guess this uh, I haven't read through the details, but it looks like you guys have been pretty open with like uh, Hey, if you want to do something for this, you know, go ahead and, and, and do something for it. And it looks like you, with the zines, you've got other, uh, non Stockholm cartel people, uh, providing some materials for it. Um, I think that's really cool, but how does that work if if someone wants to, you know, publish something inside kind of the Morkborg bubble?
3: Uh, you're free to do so. We, we have a third party license that lets you mm. publish uh, basically anything you want, unless it's like bigoted shit. But you know, <laughs> like if you have a, a game idea or a scene or whatever you want to do, some people have published music and. All kinds of yeah. you know game yeah. accessories. You can do that, and we do not take a cut or anything. You just you can use you know the, the compatible with Markboard logo if you want or not, or you can just say that it's compatible.
2: Yeah, that's uh, one branch. The other branches is the the, the scenes you were showing, oh. uh, the heretic and feritor scenes. That's another thing called Markboard cult. And that's that's more uh, when, when people send us stuff, and uh, we we you know maybe you want draw something and do the layout and make it Borgish, and then we have published it in uh, those couple of scenes. But there was so much material coming in, so we didn't want <laughs> to be the bottleneck and and, right. and stop them, and maybe they had to wait for a couple of years or something. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's also one reason why we started the third party license so that people didn't have to wait for us and they they can m- m- make their money <laughs> on their stuff uh, without thinking yeah. about us as well. Yeah.
1: So I, I like the whole, I, I know this is supposed to be, you know, black metal, but it, it seems, to me, it's like a punk rock type aesthetic. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. That's mm. kind of the music I grew up with. So it's. <laughs> Uh, I I just appreciate everything about it, and just, uh, and especially like choosing the the super bright yellow and and the uh, it's just it's just everything about just like just pulls pulls you right in. Um, You you made some some really strong choices
3: with. (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't know if it would work when we did it. (laughs) it? It Yeah, that's kind of important to mention. There was some pretty big risks.
1: And that's that's the thing is like you went for like like uh, we're not huge or anything, and but we have got like a, a little tiny bit of a following, and we had no idea when we started this. It's like we're gonna throw this out in the ether and yeah, right. and see what happens. Uh, you know, we're, we're friends. So we were uh, the guy, all the guys in the in the actual play podcast, or people we've known for for a billion years, and we just like spending time with them. So I I, I kind of like get. Get that feeling where you know, at least on the Stockholm Cartel, is you're doing stuff with with friends, and at least you know that you're gonna like it.
3: Yeah, that's exactly the thing. Like we we do games that we enjoy, and we do it because it's fun. And if other people like it, then you know that's just a bonus. That's fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if you if you keep it like a hobby project, um, and uh, you don't think about uh, dollars or money and no. uh, success, <laughs> then I think yeah. it's uh, much easier to. Succeed in what you're doing. Yeah, actually, yeah, definitely. definitely agree. Yeah.
0: So, Matt, do you have anything you want? Well, I was just wondering if, if so, I, I'm wondering if I'm sure people, some people know about it, but did we want to just before we start going into cult, just really quick talk about Mark Borg the setting, real quick, sort of the, 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 the theme, the setting, and the world, real quick, mm, just yeah, for good, folks yeah. who've never heard about it before. Yeah, sure. And then I want to talk about the class where one of your roles is your first uh, flang. And we're going to to get into the real good stuff.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. uh, I want to talk about that too, but I'll let you do it. Give us us the setting. So what what, what are people people who haven't picked this up and looked at it, what what are they in for? What's the setting?
3: Uh, The setting is actually a bit terrible. (laughs) uh, Everything is shit in this world, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the weather is bad. The people are terrible. Uh, luckily, the world is ending, so 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 there's that. No, but it's a it's super dark fantasy world uh, turned up to eleven, and the, the the player characters are also terrible and ugly and broken people. Like that's.
2: But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, we. Uh, it was also, also important to keep them a bit uh, a bit variation there, so it oh. was not only bleak and dark. It wears lots of humor and. Lots of different uh, kind of uh, main characters, so to speak. You know, the, you have uh, the Countess Bathory up in the north, uh, uh, um, Antelia, and uh, then you have a uh, Baroque King in the w- Westland, and uh, yeah, different kind of guys uh, moving around in the in the setting as well. That was important. So when I did it, yeah.
1: So I'm assuming you wrote the uh, the the setting. Like, did you have these these uh, like these different rulers in the in this kind of like the land kind of already? Is this is something you'd been working on for a while, or is this something that you just part of this uh, okay. came up as part of this project?
2: No, it was uh, from the from the start. It was there was no setting for Merkburg. No. Then uh, then you uh, you was uh, you know asking me. We really need a setting or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, I
3: think it was like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a setting yeah, as well? More, more like <laughs> a, yeah, maybe more like
2: that. And I said, yeah. uh, okay, let's let's add a setting. So I did the setting very fast, maybe in uh, two or three weeks or something altogether. But uh, but but I had the you know the the main uh, structure was in my head already. I wanted uh, the you know the mountains in the west and. Uh, um, the the Bathory lady, and a, a forest and a graveyard, and a, <sighs> and a, a psychotic king in the south, and stuff mm. like that, and some ruin, ruin part like the grift uh, place in the east. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was. Um, uh, then I just uh, you know puzzled it together, and it was uh, I did that really fast. Yeah, it was yeah. like a
3: day or something, or yeah, two was, days. Or th- that, then yeah. we
2: we added some few elements to it, some details um, mm. uh, during the project. But it was, yeah, it was.
3: And I think I, it was like slightly after that that we decided to have this prophecy thing, where we also ended the yeah. world. Yeah, that was yeah. like one of the ideas, yeah.
0: That's what I was wondering because that's inherent, no, right? Is, isn't there, this isn't the, whole, it's in the base book to the the whole.
3: Yeah, no, that's the base book. Yeah, that's okay. the base book. Yeah,
1: it's. So uh, I like that you can kind of structure it. To me, it seems like you can structure it and say, "Hey, if I just want to do a one shot, I, I just have a Saturday free, and I want to play this uh, like a dark game with my friends." You could set like the, the the threshold for the prophecy is like a you know a day or two, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, sure. and really kind of force the issue. Um, was that was that the idea behind it, or what was yeah. the whole idea behind
2: the, song, the uh, prophecy? Yeah, it, it was, uh, if you want, in you know, play campaign mode or one shot stuff. Like mm. you, you flip a coin, and it's fifty percent uh, risk <laughs> that you start a uh, what, what are you calling it, misery? Uh, misery, uh, yeah. Uh, misery, yeah. And uh, then you you can also choose to roll a a twenty sided die, and then of course. It, the world will last much longer. If- some some people
3: change the die type as well. Like they start with a D hundred and then they like go smaller and smaller for each time, oh. which is yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but that's basically like a D hundred is like our campaign mode for every. Like, there's a bunch of people usually who asks like, oh, what about this game is so deadly? You can't play a campaign in it, but like, yeah, that's the that's the campaign mode where where you you watch the world like slowly deteriorate and, and die and change because it's like these miseries don't only it's not not just physical calamities. It's always it's also like almost the rules of reality that breaks and like
1: yeah.
3: places you know shift place with each other and the distances between two cities can shrink or, or expand from day to day. So it's sort of like nightmarish uh, or dreamlike world in a way can be, if you want to
1: So this is kind of making me think, what were your influences that kind of push you in the direction to create something like this? So, so. There- you know, I mean, were, were like horrible things happen to you as a child, or <laughs> was just fed up with the government? Was it was the music? What, what, uh, what made you this way?
0: <laughs> right, what are you what, what are you gonna blame this on? <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, good question. I don't know. Uh, having small children, <laughs> or
3: something. Uh,
2: uh, boring lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I had a, a very normal upbringing and I live a very normal life. So I guess I, I needed to make something, you know, re- reflecting all, all my inner thoughts <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> going on behind the facade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think yeah. The, mu- the
3: music is very influential as well. Like the...
2: uh, Music and uh, movies. Movies and uh, music is ver- an art yeah. It's very important, more than uh, more than other role playing games. Of course, yeah, it's ins- of course, it's inspired by some old school games. But uh, uh, music and art and stuff like that was much more important
3: hmm.
2: when we so did this. Favorite
1: two bands, favorite two movies.
3: Oh, difficult question. Uh, th- I mean that that changes from day
2: to day. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I, guess. Uh, I my favorite movie is actually maybe not too Merkborg ish. It's uh, the 2001 a Space Odyssey, mm. Stanley Kubrick, mm. Kubrick movie, is and the Stalker movie. That's a bit Merkborg uh, by mm. the Tarkovsky version from 79 or something like that, uh, the Soviet version. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a bit, that's post apocalyptic. Uh, and, and so it's, and uh, when it comes to what was the other, um, uh, sh- sh- the genre, yeah. the genre, maybe I, I'm more into, maybe it's uh, for me, it's a doom metal band from England called Cathedral that started out in 1990 from some guys. That uh, were playing with the band Napalm in the 80s. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, they they dropped they dropped out of Napalm Lidorian and uh, no, it was only Lidorian the singer. Uh, the other guy started Carcass. Um, Bill Steer. But yeah, so Car- uh, Cathedral was very important for me. Uh, it's it was the first band that I heard of that was playing really slow music. I was very much into death metal and black metal. Mm. And then I heard this doom metal. And that uh, was really cool uh, for me. Uh, the second band, I'm not sure, or maybe some. Um, there are so many bands uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, them, so... Yeah. second place uh, or it yeah, <laughs> change from day to day, yeah. not, on, not only metal, but yeah.
1: Uh, i'll always I'll always say nine-ish nails is is my is my top um, <laughs> How about you Matt? Do you, do you have a
0: do you have a top? Uh, it's tough. So my tough top I'll say they're top. I don't have a number one uh, Iron maiden, yeah uh, heavy metal, I like pink floyd hmm. um but but mostly yeah uh, so metal, uh, a lot of heavy metal, um some classic rock and i, I still from where we were I, I have a soft spot for uh, hip hop as well. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, for me, uh, me. uh, Arrow Maiden, the first two albums uh, with Paul Liano on vocals uh, Ah. uh, that were a lot more punk metal than uh, uh, when Bruce Dickinson came into the band, the the first two records was very important. yeah, it's too mainstream for us to mention. But, <laughs> 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 but, but
3: for
2: for me, they, uh, the first two records was really important as well, and I, I really like those two records. Mm.
3: Yeah. But I mean, these are classics that will always be there, regardless. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite metal songs is "Wrathchild." Uh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. How about uh, did we? Did we? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
3: I mean, it, it really depends on the day and the time of day. But, uh, I think when I did Mark Bar, you like, or, I mean, maybe right now, uh, it's a lot of doom metal, but also lots of, um, like drone metal and funeral doom. Like it's really atmospheric and super slow. Like if, if, an, if a, if a song is not an hour long, it's not good enough. <laughs> so, uh, like I'm a big fan of Bellwitch. And I mean, obviously, um, Dob Smoker by Sleep is a classic, but, uh, yeah, those. I mean, those are really good music to work to as well. You know, you put on a song, awesome. and one hour later, you, you you're done. So
2: we also have a. It, I'm uh, one thing that I'm really proud of is, uh, that Sun, the band Sun, is mm. was really influential and important. And I've been listening for, to them for more than fifteen years. Mm. And uh, we made a vinyl record called. Uh, what is Patrician's Ren- <laughs> yeah <but laughs> It's a collaboration with uh, Exalted Funeral and Games Omnivorous, and uh, we we you know Greg Anderson joined on the record and mm. uh, put some guitars on, Shoot on, yeah, on one on one song, and that was uh, you know a milestone for me that's crazy yeah
1: that's yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome it and it was
2: guys. so
3: it was so yeah. fun because it was like
2: one of the last stretch
3: goals and it was basically like a day before the campaign ended that we managed to nail that deal because of his like lawyers or whatever wanted to wow. go, go through the contracts and everything but yeah that nice. was that was huge to have him on one track
1: i always told matt i have a i have a kickstarter problem uh, back, <laughs> so, back a lot. Yeah. um that's like the the cool thing about it. Like I know they're they're getting their cut, but just the the fact that like any really anybody out there can produce the the, the thing that they want to produce and and, and bring it to fruition and, and get it to, to people, you know, all over the world, is yeah. uh, is pretty is pretty awesome. So yeah. I, you know, and yeah, you know, <laughs> us it's like the a couple of. Middle-aged guys in, in the U.S., you know, <laughs> and in here, you know, this we've got this this doom metal uh, uh, from Sweden of all places. Yeah. Sweden of all places, yeah. Yeah, you who know, knew about that?
3: No, I mean, that's a huge thing to, like, break out from, I think, the thanks to the internet, this new thing, that we can internet, break yeah. out from your small, shitty country and go international. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this internet thing is going to take off. I think no, it's... maybe
3: not. I don't know. I, I, I hope not. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what could go wrong? I mean, you know... Uh, right. You know, like I said, we're not a huge podcast, but we're about 30-some percent to 40% given month is non-U.S., yeah, we're really, really, we're really excited about that. Wow. You know, so it, it's, it's some of it's where we'd expect, you know, the UK, Canada, but we get, um, you know, all, all like India will show up like all these. And I'm just like, this is such yeah. a, a, a cool idea that you can reach people at such a large scale. And, and I think that's, uh, and for any of the stuff now with like on like online publications and all this stuff, things like a uh, drive through RPG and other big companies that are making stuff available to, to everybody.
3: Yeah. I think when you like when you publish that, you can see the data. You can see, like, if you're doing a Kickstarter, you can see all the countries that you reach. That's pretty incredible to see. Like, oh, there's people in all these countries that are looking at the stuff that you did. Uh, that's really dope.
1: So this, this heretic uh, zine, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what people are going to get inside of this?
3: Uh, just a bunch of stuff for <laughs> body, basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of adventures in this scene actually I think it's four adventures in it mm.
2: uh, that's really cool uh, that's
3: really cool. Yeah. yeah and like a couple of classes and magic items and basically a bunch of yeah things that you can use in your game you can use it for Monopoly or any other like grim dark fantasy game but I think, yeah, Adventures is good because Adventures lets you actually play the game without much preparation. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, you'll have a lot of hours of play, I think, in this scene.
2: Yeah, and we we added, uh, like in Ferritory, we did the same thing. Uh, we need to, uh, no, we want to uh, add some official stuff as well. So we did some, three or four things for yeah. the heretic scene as well. And uh, a generator as well.
3: You can generate a uh, cult. Yeah, a, it's a cult, in uh, yeah. heretic,
2: and it's uh, it's a monster generator in territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and uh, some other some other things as well. So that's so,
0: yeah. Not having read through all of the adventures, are they all? Because I've only said, are they all set in that massive um, graveyard?
3: No, they're not. No, there's. Okay. Two of them actually here <clears throat> that happened to be <laughs> in uh, Gra- Graventoski. Well, one is pretty cool. That's the um, uh, Left One thing by Carl uh, Druid, which is meant to be a post TPK adventure. So like, if you all die, which can happen, you like wake up in this graveyard and you, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah, you're 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 back alive again, maybe, and you're in this graveyard trying to figure out what happened. So. That's pretty cool, but then there's there's like one adventure that you can play pretty much anywhere. It's a small dungeon, and then there's one uh, swamp, uh, swamp dungeon with a bunch of snakes and cults and drugs and that sort of themes.
1: Yeah, so, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in here. There's uh, I-, I thought it was interesting the decision to put in feats because like yeah. people that you know or you know the your your D and D fans are used to feats from D and D 3.5 and and on. So I thought that was like a pretty you know, you're you know, kind of a, an OSR-type game. I thought it was pretty interesting to, to add feats to this. And they're all pretty gnarly. <laughs> <to say.
3: laughs> so that's a good alternative to, like, uh, classless characters, I think, is the idea. Yeah. So, like, you can yeah. sort of almost make your okay. own class if you pick and mix these feats. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. some of them are pretty out, out there. I mean, that's a that's thing where I think a lot of the content my but it's not really super balanced and it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, like, if it's a cool thing, we'll, we'll add it, and don't worry too much about it. Maybe that's the OSR way as well.
1: Yeah, I like that. And Matt, I, I know you want to add, ask about the shedding vicar. So
0: I'll, I'll let you go ahead and... Well, well, I yeah, so the shedding vicar. <laughs> I, uh, um, I, so was <laughs> whose idea was that? <laughs> I think he's trying to say,
3: <laughs> what the
1: fuck? What the fuck is
3: this? <laughs> No, hey, that's uh, that's uh, Cameron James, the guy who sent it to us. Uh, this was this is the cult uh, project or, or the okay. cult thing, you know, where people oh, will send us man. stuff, and uh, yeah, we got sent this weird fucking class, uh, <laughs> and we kind of liked it. I don't know, it's it's oh. super odd. I have never seen a, an equivalent of that class in any game. It's, it's really no. cool. Uh,
0: yeah. so, so, uh, I, I just for anyone who hasn't seen this, or I just want to say there is a table. In this book, in the character for you to roll called your first peel. Oh. <laughs> that's part of your background, <laughs> and so that's 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 where we're going yeah. with this. this. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it sounds
1: like. A little bit of a little bit of flaying action. So if yeah,
0: you, you're um, basically like a flaying cleric or like a
3: flaying yeah. salad or something. That yeah, your skin yeah. can do wonders yeah. <laughs> just remove it first.
1: <laughs> I really thought like Warhammer was dark. Um, that's like that's like unicorns and 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 puppies uh right. <laughs> yeah I mean the impending
3: apocalypse makes people do
1: crazy things yeah, and stuff.
0: Yeah. so uh, with the with the cult project have you ever has anyone ever sent you like a character concept or anything and you guys have looked at it and gone oh we can't even do this like has there ever been anything you've had to like put away on a
3: shelf? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there not for that reason, but more like we don't have time to do it because mm. there's so much. Yeah, but
2: uh,
3: I mean, there's some things like we we don't aim to prov- provoke or anything. Like we we just do things that we think is cool. So if you know if people send us just you know just provocative stuff, we probably won't pick it up. So gotcha. that's 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 not what we're doing. But right. But yeah, nothing too yeah, crazy right. yet.
1: Like, yeah, just like not edgy for being edgy, but it has to be, there has to be like a point
2: to it. Yeah, yes. right yeah, that's very important. And it. it
3: has to be like fun for the people who yeah, actually yeah. play it at the table. Like it's it's I think being being edgy and provocative is too easy. like anyone can yeah. do that.
1: So uh, have you ever seen that that game from White Wolf hole uh, HOL? Uh, oh yeah, no,
3: no, no. I know, I know which one you mean.
1: I was going to bring it up here because the yeah. first time I saw this, it kind of it made me think of, of Hole. But uh, so Hole, if you guys haven't uh, seen it, I Google it. It's a uh, so it was a game White Wolf uh, put out in their in their under their Black Dog uh, publishing header, and it was for the kind of crazier stuff. And it was a human occupied landfill, landfill is what yeah. it's done, land, it stood stood for and the the art was was amazing and, and uh, some of the style to it was was, was very similar uh, to these yeah um you know very very avant-garde uh, but uh, i played it once and it wasn't really playable uh, this <laughs> it was fun i had fun it was a great time but it was like okay i played it once i'm going to it's going to stay on my shelf i'm going to pick pick it up and and read through it every once in a while I'll just go oh yeah that's crazy and put it back like, but this like there's uh, not only with the base book, but with with the zines and what what the what the community is coming up with. You could really make a, a like you said a, like a long campaign out of this, or, or multiple campaigns, yeah. depending on you know you know if you it's have a game other you things. can play. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can actually play it. So yeah. so that's just just me saying kudos to, to <laughs> making something that's like a very artistic and, and something that you could just pick up to just to read through, but also you can, you can put down grab some dice and, and play with your friends. So I, yeah. um, I, think this is a great supplement for that. So, so with the curses in here, the, there's more, you know, magic items and, and the adventures uh, and, and you're, you, you know, this isn't really a gaming thing that, not that a lot of nerds worry about, but the, the pricing is super reasonable too. Is is no, nothing really holding you back from just dropping yeah, yeah. a few dollars into this? It's very affordable.
3: I think that that uh, was very important for us as well too. I mean, we don't we didn't really set the price because we have the publisher free league does that, but I think we we have uh, expressed uh, uh, like we want to we want it to be affordable. I think yeah. because it's yeah, it's like part of the whole vibe. I think that everyone should be able to play it and pick it up and you know as long as we cover the the cost for uh you know production and time and whatever so yeah it's no reason for us to charge a whole lot for it yeah
2: yeah it started out with the core book i think it's quite cheap yeah Probably, uh, i think 25 bucks or something like that
1: yeah, yeah. Uh... too much yeah you know we of course import those from from Sweden but I got it at, at my local store uh, both both these and it was a i think it was like like forty some odd bucks for the for the two of them yeah. um so that's, that's nothing for if you, know, you see our our bookshelves <laughs> um, so so I'm super curious about cyborg and, and where that's at right now and when am I gonna get it.
3: you're gonna get it soon i mean if you're a backer you'll get it in like you know week you'll get the pdf actually yeah the 13th uh we're gonna send out the pdfs we're gonna do a bit bit differently this time because usually we don't want to send out pdfs until people have the the physical book Mm -hmm. but now we, you know, there's a global paper shortage. So unfortunately the print was a bit delayed. And so to compensate for that, we'll send out the PDFs first. But yeah, that, 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 that thing is, uh, I'm emailing and I'm um, on the phone with the printers pretty much every day now because it's at the printers being produced. Uh-huh. So yeah, lots of milestones being, uh, being hit almost daily now with that.
1: That's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But so I know what Cyborg is. Do you want to tell everybody what the world is or our or, or, uh, or, uh, or five listeners?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't short. tell us it short. It's 10 for sure. It's only 10 people. No, but Cyborg <laughs> is
3: basically it's a cyberpunk spin-off game to Mark uh in short. It's uh, you play as punks and misfits who are being, you know, um, you're – basically raging and fighting against this oppressive system and against the, the corporations and the cops and, uh, you know, the, the powers that be. And it is as apocalyptic, I would say, as Merkborg, but in a different way. I think, yeah, the world is still ending, but uh, it's modern times now.
1: So, so, by world ending, do you mean there is like going to be no more Wi Fi after seven days? Or <laughs> uh,
3: there are uh, there are um, uh, we have miserable headlines uh, instead of miseries. <laughs> oh. So, so you are basically doom scrolling. So there is going to be new like headlines uh, uh, more or less regularly, and they will culminate into uh, the, uh, some sort of catastrophic event. So it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be. A, 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 it's going to be, um, a, it's a big game, I think. It's twice the size of Mugpar, the core
1: book. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. But equally, like, minimalistic, I think, in rules.
1: So what's taking up all that extra space? Is it, uh, I know, with a lot of cyberpunk-type games, there's a lot of uh, gear porn?
3: Is no, there, like, we, no, we don't do that. There's no, okay. uh, we try to avoid, uh, avoid that and keep it simple. <laughs> Basically, it's a bunch of generators and, and okay. like, inspirational um, tables. I think to like add just game like add, add play so there's like a mission generator there's a cult generator a corporation generator you know that's this type of stuff and also an introductory adventure just like in Mark Bory. Um mm-hmm. and yeah no it's a lot of things it's a big game for us at least so and I think hopefully it's going to be a bit different than other cyberpunk games because it's very clearly like um, anti-establishment uh, and it's very clearly like against the corporations. You don't, you, maybe you have to work for them or like they're lackeys without wanting to, because mm-hmm. they're like, um, they're in everything in the game setting, but you are like, um, ethically or morally against them. At least it's very important.
0: Cool. Yeah. I like, uh, so the, the heavy use of the random tables is fun because even as a GM, I find that when you have a game system that has a lot of, like, randomizer elements in it, because often as the GM, you're never shocked by anything, right? Oh, you're right. The, if you're running it, you, you know what's behind the door, you know, you know how many... Adding in things where, as the GM, even mm-hmm. if it may be it just in prep work, where you're rolling in random, it almost lets you play, right? Yeah, exactly, You, you, yeah. you, you don't mm-hmm. pick it. if you If you stick to as the dice come out, you can kind of have that, adventure yourself either as the game is going on or in prep and, and that's kind of cool I, I again I, as a GM some of the game systems that you know that I've run some of them are very you know very set piece standard systems but the ones with the roles that are random especially random as an event's occurring it's kind of cool because I don't know what's going to happen
2: oh, exactly. I think it's a neat element yeah. you know that's very important like also for Mark Borg uh, the random tables so the mm. Surprises so for the game masters as well. And they, uh, you know, set uh, keep your <laughs> imagination going and you have to improvise. I think it's very good for good uh, role playing sessions. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I think you can even like roll it in the open and maybe, I think even show like the, uh, the table that you're rolling on, like here are all the, all the results and I'm going to roll on it. We'll see, like, you know, be open that it's, it's random. So, and like involve the players like, okay, so now this happens. I have no idea what this means. What do you think? Like, uh, why don't you, you know, point in the player, uh, explain who this is or like describe this thing. So that's, uh, I think that's fun. You can be a bit more collaboratively uh, Mm role-playing.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that as a trend is like, instead of just telling them, a lot more because often it's you're just you right you've got your ideas yeah. right you but suddenly it's like you turn around and go hey you described the inside of this tavern right yeah and exactly <laughs> they might like totally take it down a different path but you know yeah that that's sort of incorporating I know in just in our um, our podcast we don't do it all the time but we started asking people like oh, how does how does he die? How do you kill him? Yeah, what's that, right. What's that? What's that final blow look like? Right, and let them kind of, you know, take, embellish take the you know, for a you know, while. Yeah. Uh,
3: no, I really like that. But you can do that for bigger or smaller things as well. Like I usually always do the the the, the kill shop thing where you're like, oh, so I have to explain how what does it happen, but but also like, oh, why don't you play this NPC? <laughs> no, just see what happens. <laughs> mm. So,
1: yeah, I I think that that kind of stuff is fun. Um is, is cuz one, it, t- it takes some of the load off of the uh, of the GM yeah. uh and then you know and the players can really surprise you with the things they that they come up with that now is you know a, a canon part of your world and, and that you know they're they're helping build alongside you so i i, I love that kind of stuff and, and yeah me too yeah you know, as gm i really want to be a player too so <laughs> yeah. right it's like instead of
3: one brain figuring all this thing out, you have five
1: <laughs> brains doing that. Yeah, so yes, yeah. and it'll be better in the long run too. Because uh, you know, yeah, you know, I could be the best GM in the world, but but when you have like five, six other you know talented, funny people around you, then then you could uh, uh, it's gonna be a thousand times better. So yeah.
0: Uh, so, so I don't think we asked, and I know we talked about music and stuff, and this may be a little. Bit, do you guys, so, so do you guys play role-playing games or did you play them growing up or, uh, uh, or is this a more current or?
3: No, I mean, I barely play nowadays. Uh, I don't never have time for that. I think that's uh, the curse of the game designers. That's sad.
2: Uh, we both, uh,
3: yeah, I think we've started at roughly the same
2: age yeah like uh, around 10 or 11 or something yeah but i was 10 years before you won it was on 10 rate. years before
0: yeah but that seems to be a, about the right age it's about when i started it was around yeah. 10 yeah yeah, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> now now uh, lots of parents want to you know play with the kids and uh, and you know tell them the r- rules of the game and stuff like that but uh my parents didn't know anything about what the role playing game was, so we we read the books ourselves and, and tried to play. And that was yeah in the early eighties for me, mm-hmm. or, or the mid eighties. And uh, so yeah, Yeah, I mean, was, yeah it was a uh, uh, the first golden age in Sweden when it comes to role playing games. It was really big here in the mid eighties. 80s, and then it's yeah, now we're in the second golden age, okay. I think, since maybe five or sen- seven years back and moving forward. So, yeah, thanks a lot to Kickstarters and the Free League. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. fr- yeah, Free League uh, is very big now. They are, yeah, becoming, they're yeah.
0: quite the, I mean, they had. <sighs> Every time I turn around, there's a new title dropping. The Wandering,
2: and now Blade Runner, yeah. and then, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. Death in Space. In yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: But that's also a stock cartel thing, though. It's very similar to my point. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, which one was
3: that?
0: The death in Space. Death in Space.
3: Yeah, it's the same, See, same you know, I,
0: Okay, I didn't want to. I wasn't sure, like, oh, how many <laughs> of these other things should I bring up? So I've been reading the Death in Space, and the first thing I thought is they took. They really have borrowed some elements. My thoughts were they've really borrowed some elements from the Mork Borg. Like (laughs) art plays a big part in the book. It's not just page after page of text from top to bottom. You know, this idea of the dying – Universe, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm not off. Now I get it. Like, you're not reading no, it's, it's like, from the okay. same group. It's from the same Discord. So it's really... these these guys, they've definitely got it. Very the world, the universe is ending. No matter where they go, so that's, uh, yeah, that's a common
3: thing It's a very. I mean, have you looked at the, at the climate crisis? You know, it's uh, right. yeah. Where do they get the inspiration from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So going on? Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, if you're going to take this, the cyborg and overlay it on our on our current times, what day are we on? And the, <laughs> in
3: the end of the world <laughs> oh, we're close yeah
0: like a, a couple of these definitely. <laughs> uh, okay so, sure. so that's interesting all right yeah that's yeah. Uh, um i was actually yeah. involved in
3: very, very 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 little though but in depth in space and, and worked a bit on the art there but it's mostly um guys. and, I, I, gem, too, I and I you wrote this, something uh, about. Uh,
2: yeah i did a spread Yeah, that's right. The cults. The cults, of course. (laughs) 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 There are some space cults going on, but yeah. But uh, getting back to your question, uh, um, uh, nowadays I was playing very much back in the eighties, and I want to try to play a lot more than I actually do Mm -hmm. now. So it's on, you know, on console. Places like that, that I play. We are going to a con with Merkborg for the first time in two years. Uh, yeah. Next next week, actually, to Gothenburg. Wow. Well, it's a really big, okay. uh, the biggest, I think, in Sweden. Oh, well, the con, uh, convention. Con the golf con. yeah. it's called. And uh, yeah, so it will be really nice to meet people and uh, show our yeah. game two years after, after. the launch. It's going to be nice. I, I, yeah, I play, I try to play, uh, games. I'm playing, uh, the One Ring, uh, with my kids. Mm. They, they, uh watch the Hobbits movies and Lord of Rings and so they know the setting. And, uh, <laughs> the, so we're, uh, playing around with the with, uh, uh yeah, the One Ring game. It's really. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's very rules light and it's, uh, uh, the system is really easy actually and you can oh, nice. you can you can scale it down or scale it up depending uh on how much crunch you want so it's uh, it's uh, we're having a great uh, time with that I should get that actually the the maps are very important in the game as in the books uh so and uh, the kids uh, love the maps so they're looking at the mm. maps and we want to go there, and we want to go there, and then they go back to Hobbiton and relax with Bilbo and <laughs> and uh, remove some shadow points and stuff like that. So we are, we are ah, having yeah. a we are having a, a good time. Yeah, nice, but, nice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they want to smoke a lot of pipe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just to pretend so you can thanks you can, talking yeah yeah, yeah.
2: sure you can, pretend, you can smoke the pretend weed with
3: your kids <laughs> best, best in the sound part the, right? the, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> oh I wish to play more damn I, I, I realized that I mean n- not because of that but uh, I realized like last year I only played twice rolling games yeah. Oh, no. uh, yeah that's terrible so I need to step up my game I think uh, like, you know, you never have time to do that. Like you have, I have small kids and, yeah. uh, all, you know, a, a regular job. And then this thing on top of it, uh, which I can't stop doing. So because <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, we'll
0: yeah see we, what we uh, the pandemic got us to do this, right. We all got sent. We were lucky. We kind of like, I, well, Nathan, uh, tended to work out, out of an office anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From home. yeah and then I was home and, uh, we, I, I we, you know, but, um, yeah, we were just, we'd been trying to role play like in real, like for real. Hmm. And I think our group is actually called once a month or whatever, because <laughs> life, you know, Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, and, uh, so I think Nathan started the Tuesday night game that turned into the podcast, but they'd already had a Tuesday night game and we just started recording yeah. it. So, um, yeah, we've been pretty, it's the most consistent gaming since college, right? Yeah. Yeah. And too much gaming in college. This <laughs> see <It's been laughs> nice consistent. No system. No. Yeah, that was a different
3: time. I mean, that was the same for me. It was not uh, like college but per se, but uh, like we were, when we were back in school, we played like three times a
2: week or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it was
3: wild. It's like, that's what I play in a year now.
2: <laughs> and you can stay up all night if you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. I know, anyway. there's all
0: those terrible jobs. I know. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, having to pay for stuff and food mm, and boarding yeah. and, <laughs> I, I mean I knew I was going to like this interview anyway but but I had a blast talking to you guys uh, love reading th- through this stuff can't wait to see the uh, get my cyborg PDF soon and very
0: soon it's the I, entire reason he set this up just to ask you when he's going to get the PDF <laughs> it's shameless <laughs> he's got a
1: sickness it's a sickness
0: <laughs> I'm a selfish selfish person yeah, it's towards gone. awful
1: um, but yeah, this is a great menu, guys, and uh, love the stuff. Uh, keep keep it up. I, I think uh, with all this stuff coming out, it's just gonna be a, just it can get better and better for you guys, and and hopefully, uh, you know, quit your day jobs and <laughs>
0: <laughs> live live the dream, right? Thank you. <laughs> right
1: but anything else you guys want to say, or promote, or, or shout down, or complain about before we sign off?
3: i don't think so really yeah, we, we it's sure.
2: no <laughs> mini very we are very thankful for all of the support we're getting from yeah. so many people we didn't expect that so that's uh amazing
3: yes yeah, like somehow this this terrible fucking game has amassed a really good community and a really yeah. good following which i deeply <laughs> appreciate
0: so yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. It speaks highly of, of of the psychology of us collective gamers. right? <laughs> this is the game we've been waiting for. I want to I peel skin before the world ends. Because <laughs> yeah, as a GM, I don't probably like to play, but I, that's who I would be playing. That would be my... I've already, I've already, I've already zoned in on that's going to be my character. <laughs> I play. Yeah. Right. That's good. Well... Thanks so much for, for
1: staying up late with us and oh, yeah. uh, uh, hope you, uh, yeah, thanks again and look forward to hopefully talking to you again uh, sometime in the future. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: and uh, Sure. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Great meeting y'all. Thank you so much.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.